Well, it started, the NBA started where it had to be, uh, you know, you had to have Michael Jordan and then you had to have the second uh, uh, greatest player. Uh, I'm distracted because, hold on a minute. We, uh, we all look out for each other and there, there was a guy, I don't want to show him on camera, that just wandered up my uh, neighbor's steps casually. But he went around to the back of the house. And he doesn't look like he belongs there. And I know my, uh, I got to go. Uh, we'll pick up on this. I, I got to check on something for real. First sip of coffee in the morning, and uh, I'm wearing my Gephardt's hat. See that? Love Gephardt's on the Upper West Side in Manhattan. Support your local businesses. Vincent Scaramuzzo, you are first on Facebook. you got bragging rights today, my friend. Good morning to you. What's up, David Turner and uh, Rachel Nero Wynn? You are first on the YouTube. Cheers. Cheers to everybody, and welcome to... Uh, Welcome to another live stream. Hell yeah. Brian Flowers, you're new. Let's put you on the big screen, new guy. I recognize a lot of these names. Betty Clark, I think you're new. I'm not sure if I've seen Betty Clark before. Why am I talking like this? Morning. Morning, sleazehead. How are you? Oh, look at Superstar checking in. Good morning, you beautiful sons of bitches. That's Pat Duffy. Opie, are you a shill? Are you that broke? Oh, we're starting with this crap today. Uh, you are gone because we're not dealing with the garbage. Goodbye. And he has no idea that I <laughs> I make a few I make a few dollars. I, I make a, a little pocket money live streaming, and uh, <laughs> and he's bothered by that. And I'm supporting Gephardt's, a great bar on the Upper West Side where I did a lot of podcasting from. I don't get any money. I'm just supporting people because that's what I do. They, they've been nice to me, so I'm nice to them back. All right? I'm done with uh, cancel culture as he blocks someone for a comment. Yeah, man, because we're not dealing with the garbage anymore, Rick. I didn't cancel him because you know what he's going to do? He's going to – he's right now – I need to make another troll account. He blocked me. What name should I use? I'll just use my first name with a lot of numbers at the end of it. Screw that. Yeah, man. He'll be back. Relax. Opie, don't you think you work uh, better with a co-host? Would you pick – who would you pick if you could choose anyone? Um, well, that's the problem. The guys I wanted to do this with, you know, they died. So I'm just kind of hanging low doing this and uh, raising my family and enjoying my life and, 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 and. If someone, you know, shows themselves to be worthy – and I got really good chemistry with them, then I would jump back on board and get some uh, some more people involved. But for now, this is what I'm doing. Although I do like the Judd Jones. Me and him have some decent chemistry, and he's done a lot of the episodes of the uh, the podcast. So, 
Uh, Thomas uh, Matsky, it looks like. I usually catch the condensed versions of the pod, but I've been lucky two days in a row. By the way, what happened at the neighbor? Oh, God, thank you. So yesterday was a little cliffhanger. We're having a, a really good live stream yesterday. It was one of my one of my better ones. I really, really was enjoying myself, and it seemed like everyone was really into it, and we were all on the same page. And then um, uh, for the people that don't know, I live way out east on Long Island in a very, very small community. Uh, it's so small. We have our own police force, and they're bored half the time. Most of the day, they're they're pulling over people that are going over, like, 20 miles an hour. It's, it's that type of neighborhood. Um, and we all kind of watch out for each other. We're all pretty close. We all know each other's families. We know each other's cars. We know each other's friends that come by. Uh, really, really tight-knit community. And, and that's one of the reasons why I really, really like living out here more than living in the city. So uh, yesterday, um, it was at the end of the live stream, even though I wanted to do another 20, 30 minutes. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this guy, and he start, he's starting to sniff around uh, around the neighbor's house. And I'm like, I've never seen that guy before. And uh, the family that lives right next to me, really, really nice people. Uh, they haven't been out here yet. Their house is still pretty much locked up. They're, they're, they haven't opened it, opened it up, excuse me, for the summer yet. So I'm thinking, ah, that's nothing, you know. It could be a, a, somebody that's just trying to get to the beach. Jim Bo Morrison, I live in the burb, same over here. Know the police chief, the mayor, and the cops. Yeah. Well, it's such a close-knit community that not only uh, we know all the police officers by name, uh, they gave us all their, their personal cell phones. So this guy, he was sniffing around yesterday at the neighbor's house. And I'm thinking, ah, you know, relax. It's probably just some dude that wants to get to the beach and go for a walk. But then he went up the um, their stairs on the ocean side. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? This doesn't look, uh, that, this doesn't look right. And then he turned because I was talking and he saw me. And there was, there was sort of like a paranoia to him. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I kept looking off to my side. You could, you could watch yesterday's uh, live stream to see. And I'm like, man, something doesn't seem right. And he walked all the way up the stairs. And then he, he, he looked in uh, the first window at the top of the stairs. I'm like, what is this? Because I know the people aren't there. Um, and I've never seen this guy before. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta go. I got to go. I got to go. So I ended up texting one of the police officers out here. And uh, I go, blah, 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 you know, the neighbor, blah, 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 this guy, blah, blah, blah. He starts laughing. It was a thing, but it wasn't a, a big thing. He starts laughing. He goes, oh, you, uh, you, you just ran into one of our undercover cops out here. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he was checking on uh, something for, for your neighbor, but he wouldn't tell me what. So I don't know if an alarm went off or, or what have you, but... Um, that's basically what happened yesterday without giving away more details. And, it, and it, everything checked out. There was no, there was no further issues with the, the neighbor's house. So I was like, oh, okay. I, first of all, I didn't know you had undercover cops out here. So I, I, learned, something, I learned something new today. Learned something new. But uh, we've, had some, we've had some issues out here, that's for sure. Uh, one of the issues we have out here in the wintertime especially during the coronavirus, a, a lot of people that, uh, you know, they might be a little down on their luck. Some people would call them homeless. They uh, say, fuck that. I ain't living on the streets of New York or in some kind of shelter in New York City. 
where I could get uh, stabbed in the middle of the night just because I, I need a warm place to stay. So they head out east. And what they do is they know a lot of the houses way out here. You know, there's a lot of people. Um, they only use their house a couple months a year, which is insane because some of these houses are out, out here. You're like, get the f why wouldn't you be out here more more often? But they're not. So they leave, and a lot of these people, uh, let's call them vagrants, let's call them some, uh, some of the homeless, they realize they could uh, have peace and quiet, and they come out this way, and they break into uh, uh, pool houses. But some of these people, they got pools, and then they got a pool house that I would pretty much live in, and these people know that. So one of the big issues out here that the cops have to deal with, they, they, they're constantly checking on uh, everyone's house, constantly. And everyone is pretty much given uh, permission. You could you could do a walk around anytime you want, sir. And uh, they check the pool houses. And every once in a while, not a lot, but every once in a while, they'll find somebody living in someone's uh, pool house out here for the winter. Yes, squatters. And then you know we we might have back in the day. Let's just say we've had other issues. Let's just say that we've we've chased people off the beach. That ah. Eh, might have had some really, really fancy cameras trying to take some pictures of some people that used to be uh, more famous than they are now. And there might have been a time. <laughs> He's watching right now. Don't say a word. Don't pop up and comment. Because you know I'm talking about you. Don't say a word. There might have been a time that one of my, one of my fishing buddies, he's, he's in his 70s. And uh, I might have chased someone off the beach that was trying to take pictures of my kids. Might have. When that might have mattered. doesn't matter anymore. People don't give a fuck. I, and I understand that. And I couldn't get to the guy in time. And this person was jumping back in their car in a, in a little uh, town parking lot that's nearby. And I might have called my, uh, <laughs> my fishing buddy who's... Don't comment. I'm telling you right now, don't comment. Uh, he, uh, one of my fishing buddies was in his 70s, and I said, I need the license plate of that car because we need to check check them out to make sure it's uh, not, you know, nothing too crazy. And he said, no problem. And he might have jumped out of the bushes to take uh, pictures of the license plate. And then that wasn't good enough, so he uh, – he pulled a Columbo and jumped in his car and chased the guy out of out of this area, videotaping the whole time. That might have happened. But that's the type of community uh, we live in. So yesterday, long story short, the neighbor thing checked out. But it was uh, it was a cop checking on the neighbor's house for whatever reason. But in the end, I, I got an update later in the day. Everything was uh, more than fine. And there was uh, officially no issue whatsoever. So there you go. Uh, Max, laughing my ass off. Opie chases away homeless vagrants while wildlife bleeds out around him. He's, he's talking about the seal that I really started thinking I should put out of its misery, and I, I wanted to get a shovel. And I never got an update on that seal, so I have to think that that seal is uh, a goner. That was a couple of years ago. So that's the type of area we live in. We know the cops really well. They don't have a lot to do. So when there is something out of the ordinary, we all band together and take care of the issue. <laughs> it would make a great movie. <laughs> my old my old fishing buddy chasing, chasing uh, a, it was a stalker, I'll be honest with you. 
I don't want to give it uh, too many more details. And the person more or less checked out. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's chasing him down the road in his car. And it's funny because then the, the same car passed my house. So I actually got the video of the license plate as he was coming back towards me and my house. And then I see, I want to say his name. Don't say a word. Stay out of it. They're definitely watching this right now. And then I saw him just flying down the road in his car with his phone up like this. God, I love that guy. I love his family. They are they are good peeps. Uh, what's your favorite uh, NBA team? That would be the New York Knicks. I don't know who I want to who I want to win it at, at this point. I don't want the Clippers. Who else is in it? You got the the Hawks. I like the Hawks. Good young team. That'd be kind of a fun story if they end up winning the uh, the championship. How is my computer down to 10%? I fucked up my computer, by the way. I got to get a new one. I, I, I took my thumb like this, right? Right on the screen to close it. And all of a sudden, my screen went smeary. Like, it's a giant smear. It's about three or four inches and three fingers across from the top of my screen all the way to the middle. So I can barely see my face right now. And it was just like I took my thumb to close the laptop. So, and this thing is like red hot. It's going to go off any minute. You know what? We'll just, we'll just live stream until the, the computer shuts down. It's, it's just burning through battery. Uh, Opie, do you think that Jim Florentine ever put his face uh, between Robin Quiver's big old buns? All right, now that's a question. Oh, my God, a new version of Java. I can't install now. Remind me later. Oh my my laptop is on its last damn leg. Yeah, I think uh, I think Florentine went there. I'll have to ask him next time I get him on the uh, the uh, the live stream or the podcast. I got five percent left. Jesus, how is this possible? I had seventy percent when I turned this on a mere twenty minutes ago. Uh, oh, hey, buddy, L. Richard Richardson. This guy supports everything I do all over the place. He fights uh, haters all day long. Well, not all day long. He has a life, but he definitely jumps in and mixes it up. And uh, uh, people think that L. Richard Richardson is actually me <laughs> with an alt account. I'm like, I, I, I've told people over the years, I, I don't have fake accounts. I don't have alt accounts. I don't have troll accounts. I just got, uh, I just got me. So I, I like uh, L. Richard Richardson fighting the good fight. Wake up with Opie. I, I like that. I, I'm uh, I'm half asleep myself. We've pitched uh, a couple tents. So now we're kind of doing the uh, sleeping on the beach thing. That is like heaven on earth. It is awesome. Until the morning hits and then you're, you're hot as fuck by 6 in the morning. You have to roll back up to the house. But uh, we got the tents pitched. We got my good friend who lives uh, five, six houses down. He's finally out here for the summer with his kid or kids. Actually, he had a second kid during the COVID. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot of fishing and a lot of paddle boarding and uh, just chilling, man. It's not a bad life to have, right? Just chilling. Try to keep the kids busy. Try to give them a good summer. And then we'll roll back into the city and get them back in school. Looks like it's going to be a good summer. I, I, I hope so. I hope it's a good summer for everybody. I mean, it's starting to kick in. It's definitely been kind of not summer-like. Usually this time of year, it's pretty nice out here. But uh, yesterday we went in that water. My 
God, my hands and my feet were frozen for like the next hour or so. The water uh, still definitely very, very cold. So, uh, oh, look at Dad rubbing it in. I still haven't caught a striper, and you got the, you got people around, mate. They're catching their stripers, and now they're rubbing it in. And then somebody yesterday said, hey, when I catch another striper, you want me to give it to you? I'm like, no, I got to catch my own. I will not take a striper from anybody else. Old people get cold easy. Good one. Good one, Richard Cooper. Good one. The water temperature is only 61, Vincent Scaramuzzo. It was fucking cold, but it'll wake you the fuck up, man. Uh, I won't get in my pool at less than 77, Chuck. <laughs> Do you sit there and you and you take the temperature like, nope, it's 76. I ain't going in until it's 77. <laughs> shrinkage. Yeah, I had shrinkage yesterday, 100%. I had a lot of shrinkage. The, the water was so cold, you... You feel everything is being sucked up into your body. And it gives you a very um, not peaceful, easy feeling. It gives you a, a, a very uneasy feeling. What's your favorite Eagles song? Give us a call on your home of rock and roll. Oh, so the other day, I tweeted about it, but uh, that Islanders game. I'm not going to say I'm a, uh, a huge Islanders fan. I started checking them out uh, out of nowhere only in the last couple of years. I, I took a bunch of years off because it was so frustrating. I was an Islanders um, season ticket holder for a very, very long time. They won the four Stanley Cups when we were just kids. So this run the Islanders are having, me and my siblings and some old friends, it's just bringing back so many memories, and it's so exciting. So the other day, it was uh, – what game was it? Oh, it was game six, obviously. Yeah, because they're playing game seven. Are you listening to this crap? Listen to Opie. He doesn't even know at this moment in time that his beloved Islanders lost in game seven on a shorthanded goal. A heartbreaking loss for his little Islanders. But he has no idea at this point in his life. Just listen to the hope for his little Islanders and his tiny little heart and soul as he roots on his team. Yuck. Stupid Islanders. Let's get back to this dumb story. Uh, the game was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And uh, Bill Burr's writing me and he's saying, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pulling for you and your guys. It's just so funny. Like, when someone knows that you're really, really into a team and they say, I'm pulling for you and, and, and the guys, like like I'm part of the team. <laughs> but, but that's how we act, right? So uh, game's going really well. But I had another thing going on. Um, we decided to, to pitch the tents on the, on the beach. And my, uh, my, my kids were very, very excited to, to sleep out on the beach for the first time this summer. So I had the thing all set up. I'm watching the game, and I'm like, oh, my God, because I know, like, it's getting late. It's getting darker, and I know the kids want to, like, settle into the tent before it's uh, too dark. And I'm thinking I could get the whole game in. And uh, long story short, I had a tap out of the Islanders game in the third period of that amazing game six because uh, – what was way more important to me was making sure the kids had a, had a fun night in the tent. So I tapped out. I went to the tent with the kids. 
I turned off my phone. Actually, at that point, Bill Burr was writing me, and I'm now I'm panicking because I'm recording the game, and uh, I don't want Bill Burr to ruin it for me. The last text I got from him was something like, this game is amazing, and I don't know what happened the, the 10 or 15 minutes prior to this text from Bill Burr. So I'm like, oh, my God, I, I got to just turn my phone off. I didn't even want to tell Bill what I was doing because who knows? He could he could have just spoiled it for me, whatever, right? So we had a great night in the tent. We slept the night. We uh, we came back to the house really early in the morning. I had no idea the Islanders won in overtime, uh, the first minute of overtime, until the next morning, which is which is a minor miracle in this day and age. There was a time that you could avoid – you know, sports scores until you watch the game at home, but not anymore with our phones and social media and whatnot. It's almost impossible. So I, I, I roll back into the house. I get some coffee going. It's really early in the morning. And I push play exactly where I was watching the game before I tapped out the night before. And I was uh, probably the only person in the country that gives a fuck about hockey that found out that the Islanders won game six in overtime about a minute or so in to overtime. And then I'm just, I start yelling and jumping up and down like you do. <laughs> at like, I don't know what time it was. It was I think it was like 7, 38 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I pulled it off. So I was able to enjoy the kids with the tent and the sleepover and then, uh, you know, still get to check out the end of the game without anybody ruining it for me. So uh, cheers to the Islanders. Game seven. Let's get it done, bitches. They could have played their last game at the old barn. They call it the old barn. The old barn is a shithole. Canadians are in the Stanley Cup, right? That's the news this morning? Damn. I was thinking about it. God forbid the Islanders get knocked out. There's no way I, I, I root for the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. So I would be rooting for a Canadian team. Absolutely. I think that was it. Then we, yeah, we went swimming yesterday. Oh my god, I'm just giving you the basics today. I don't even know what's happening in the in the world. I don't know. I think uh, Biden was hanging out with senators in front of microphones in front of the White House, and something happened yesterday. I don't, I don't know. Is it a stimulus bill? Is it an uh, infrastructure bill? What is it? What kind of bill? I don't fucking care. And then the basketball, you got the uh, – I'm losing interest in the fucking NBA playoffs because the team's in it I have no real interest in. I guess I'm, I am guess you got to root for the uh, Atlanta Hawks to go all the way with that Trey Young. He's unbelievable. And then, you, you know, they got a good, young, solid team, and they're kind of underdoggy. And I'm a big fan of the underdogs. Although, like, if the Clippers win a title, that that will fucking burn LeBron James, and that would kind of make me happy a little bit. Because I don't think LeBron James is all that. I think he's a great fucking player, but, you know, he shops around for championship teams, and Michael Jordan never did that. And you can't – you, you, you got to stop the argument that uh, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. It's, it's just not true. If he would have stayed in Cleveland – and, uh, you know, they built the team around uh, LeBron James, and they were trying over the years. And they and they were able to get the right players in, and then he won six championships in Cleveland. Then you got to start thinking that he's the GOAT. But now out of nowhere, they're starting to say that Kevin Durant could be the greatest basketball player of all time, and it's a great argument. I like the argument. I, I think Michael Jordan's still the greatest player of all time, but 
if uh, Kevin Durant gets some championships done in the next five years, then you got to start thinking that he could be the greatest basketball player of all time. He stepped way up in the playoffs. Way up. Fell short, obviously, because you got the Kyrie Irving who was hurt with the with the head case and and the James Harden looking like he wanted to be somewhere else than playing basketball in the in the playoffs. And then people are like, yeah, but he was hurt. I, I understand he was hurt, but there are people that play hurt and they still look like they want to fucking be there and want to fucking win the game. He walked off the court like it was just another Tuesday after they got eliminated. And there's Kevin Durant hugging his mom, really fucking bummed out. I, I love seeing that still. I love seeing that a guy like Kevin Durant, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, making stupid-ass money when it's all said and done. When he was eliminated from the playoffs, he had to find his mommy. I like that. I like seeing that. Well, what, what makes Kevin Durant so special is that he's 6'11", although I hear he's he's seven foot, and for some reason being seven foot, is embarrassing to some of these players. So they actually list themselves at 6'10", 6'11". I don't know why, but the rumor is that Kevin Durant is actually 7 foot, maybe even 7 foot 1, but he he uh, he lists himself at 6'11". And he has guard skills, and he can shoot three-pointers. The only guy we had uh, growing up that was so tall like that was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And that guy wasn't shooting any fucking three-pointers. That guy couldn't shoot if, if he was uh, more than seven feet from the basket. But these players today, they're unbelievable with their skills. They all could shoot three-pointers now. But uh, but Kevin Durant could bring the ball up the court like a guard. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar couldn't do that shit. And there was a time that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was uh, considered the greatest basketball player of all time. And I think he... Unfortunately, as these guys uh, get better and better and their skill set is unbelievable, it really starts knocking down players like um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I wouldn't even put him in the top ten anymore. Hookshot King, though, hell fucking yeah. He he was the, the hookshot king. No one, I mean, no one shoots a hookshot uh, anymore. Who was the last player? I think it might have been uh, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson had the baby hookshot. And uh, after he retired, I think that that shot in general has gone away. You got that shot has gone away, the hook shot, and the underhand free throws have gone away. And experts say that there are so many players in the NBA that just suck from the free throw line. And if they would just shoot it underhand, their percentage would go way up. But it's another thing, man. They know they look ridiculous, and they would rather have a shitty free throw percentage shooting then look ridiculous, and that's why they don't do it. They try to they try to uh, get Shaq to do underhand uh, free throws back in the day because he was horrendous from the line, and I think he tried it for a little while, and then in the end, his ego got the best of him, and they were probably pointing and laughing at him. He's like, "Fuck that! I'd rather shoot twenty five percent from the from the free throw line than look like an idiot." That is a fact, man. Yeah, Rick Barry didn't give a shit. Rick Barry could care less what you thought of him. And I, I like people like that, Milt Miranda. He did not care. And his free throw um, shooting percentage, I think it's still the, the best ever in the NBA, or it's right there. Pistol Pete and Larry Bird were phenomenal. Duh. Two of my favorites of all fucking time right there. I would put Larry Bird above uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as far as uh, greatest basketball players of all time go. Uh, you would put... Kareem is top 10 just for the hook and beating Bird in the finals. Vincent Scaramuzzo. Yeah, but the Lakers and the Celtics back in the day, 
they were going back and forth with that title. That made for some exciting times, man. Oh, my God. Basketball was amazing back then. Bird is the word. What up, Bird? There's Gary Krasinski. Pat Duffy, hope I tagged you in a super sweet video of Pistol Pete on Instagram the other day. Yeah, I like that uh, video. You know that I did all those uh, drills? For people that don't know, I uh, really took my basketball seriously for a really, really long time. I went to all the basketball camps. And um, Pistol Pete, I went to his camp a couple times. And all those skills you see in those videos that pop up every once in a while, I've done all those skills. He had all these really strange drills that uh, no one was doing at the time. I mean, Pistol Pete was way, way, way ahead of his time. And uh, sadly, the guy died really, really young. He was only in his 40s. Turns out he had like a main artery uh, missing to his heart his entire life. Like, how does this go unnoticed? So uh, when they did his uh, autopsy, he, he died of a heart attack uh, playing pickup basketball after he retired. He was, uh, I want to say he wasn't even 45. Maybe someone could Google it. Maybe, maybe a little older than that. And uh, they do the autopsy and they go, this guy should never... I think they said something like he should never have lived past 18 years old. He had a main artery to his heart that he was born without. And he was one of the best basketball players of all time. Unfortunately, he's not in the discussion of greatest basketball player of all time because he was riddled with all sorts of injuries. So his career was pretty much cut short. But uh, what a, he, he had unbelievable skills, and he just died tragically at a really young age. Because no one knew that he was missing a part of his heart. Crazy. Wait, what happened? Jennifer first, free Britney's IUD. Why is Facebook not letting me say that? Why wouldn't they let you say that? That's like a real thing going on. I question that whole thing. So she went back to court because her, her father's controlling her career, controlling her money. Supposedly she has, uh, no, I guess it's been proven. She has some kind of IUD device that she can't have taken out or she thinks she can't get it taken out because they won't let her go to the doctors and she's like with a new guy and they want to have kids and uh, she just wants the IUD out so she can have like a, a relationship with this, this guy she's been seeing and maybe have a kid. She wants to control her money and her career. And then she went back to court and um, I guess her new lawyers are basically telling her, yo, Brittany, you could have left this uh, arrangement anytime you wanted. And now it's coming out that she didn't know that or something. I don't know, man. I don't know if we know the full story there. I mean, she seems like she's, in my opinion, I don't know her. I've never fucking talked to her. I've never seen her. I've never met her. So what I'm about to say is ridiculous because I'm doing what everybody else does. I'm just forming an opinion on dumb things I read or see on the Internet. But. I don't know. I'm suspicious that there's something going on there, obviously. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. It's really, really, <laughs> it's really, really interesting because she is such a famous, huge superstar. And it's hard to imagine that she's been uh, trapped like this for all these years unless, unless there's something really, really going on that we don't know about. Or maybe she wants uh, the protection. I, I don't know. It, it, the whole thing is just really, really weird. The Free Britney movement is really, really weird. Because how the fuck did it go this long uh, without her being able to get out of it? That's that's what uh, confuses me, man. Let's say, uh, wait, Benjamin's got something. Benjamin Tucker, sorry. 
you have to be a danger to yourself or to others to put in the custody of someone else. She has been diagnosed as bipolar. Uh, that's official, right? If that's official, that comes with some problems. So we'll see what they do moving forward. But, I mean, the other side of it, it seems like her father was never really a father. The documentaries I've seen and the things I've, 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 I have read about the thing, uh, the father didn't care too much about Britney until she became famous. And then she, you know, then he pops back into her life and tries to become a dad again or something like that. So that you got that part of the puzzle. <laughs> Linger longer. You're talking about uh, Perez Hilton. Oh, Perez. And then he's trying to tell everybody he's changed his ways. I, I believe people could change. I certainly have tried to change over the years, but this guy was the lowest of the low. Uh, maybe you could start your own celebrity gossip gossip site and draw ejaculating penises on people's faces. Oh, David D. Yeah, this is uh, that was Perez Hilton. That's what he did, and then and then he tried to you know uh, reinvent himself to the point he he went on with Oprah. And Oprah Winfrey gave him a pass as he was talking about how much he has changed and stuff. But I think if you uh, live in that gossip, gossip world, you're a bottom feeder and you'll always be a bottom feeder. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see uh, moving forward what happens to Britney Spears. I think, I think they need a – I like to call it a combo platter. I think there's something, something going on there where she needs a little protection from others, but she also needs a little bit of that freedom. Why is it that it, the answer always lies somewhere in between? Why is that? But we all want all or nothing in this society. They're the worst, and yet people still follow them. You know what? That's the quandary, because I'll go on TMZ or something, knowing those people are just the worst of the worst. But then, <laughs> then there's something on there where you're like just, you're, you're hooked. <laughs> you're really hooked. <laughs> So I'm absolutely a hypocrite like anybody else. But I, I know those people are just bottom feeders. Yeah, I mean, that's where my thoughts are. I think if it's lasted this long, there's, there's a lot that we just simply don't know. Opie, uh, were you upset as I was that Norm, Norm MacDonald wasn't one of the final guests on Conan? He's the greatest talk show guest of all time and shouldn't be disrespected like that. Well, what's the story behind that? Honestly, I thought Conan retired years ago. I'm sure they're saying the same about me, but um, I, I didn't even know Conan was still on the air. When he made that move to, what was it, TBS, right? It was almost like he disappeared, which is weird. It's so weird how that goes because, you know, the big, the big channels, ABC, CBS, and NBC, you're on that. You get major, major exposure. And then, for you know, everyone knows the story, and then he had to move his talk show to TBS. It's still on your fucking TV, right? This the same TV. All I have to do is click another another channel, and there's Conan still. But man, when he made that move, his uh, his popularity dramatically dropped. It's so strange to me because if you're on TV, you're on TV, no. But that's that's what kind of um, pull the the big ones get: ABC, CBS, and NBC. But I, I didn't watch Conan for many, 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 many years, and uh, I don't, I don't know. I would assume that they would have tried to get someone like Norm Macdonald on if, if they were, uh, you know, if the show was going bye bye. Is it finally done? I don't even know. So maybe, uh, maybe Norm said no, or maybe he had something else going on. 
But why did Conan end his show anyway? Because he's too young to just say, fuck it, right? Oh, he's going to do something else on Netflix or Hulu? That makes sense. Oh, that's like the Kardashians. Oh, my God. Ugh, the Kardashians. Oh, God. Unrecognizable, by the way. They've gotten so much plastic surgery that even in the last five years, they look like completely different people. And they're doing this farewell tour because I guess their show is ending on E and they're crying. They're like, oh, my God, we're going to miss having having the crew around and we're going to miss hanging out with everybody. It's this real long, sad goodbye they were doing for their E show. And it turns out the only reason they're leaving E is because they got a better deal of where? Netflix or something? So nothing is changing for them. And they're acting like the show is actually ending and they're just going to move on with their lives and never be seen on TV again. It's like, oh, my God, doesn't everyone understand all they're doing is moving to another fucking network, another channel? Leno sucked. Letterman was always gold. You know, we were fortunate enough to be on both shows back in the day, and uh, Leno was absolutely amazing to us. He was so cool, so down to earth. I mean, Letterman was cool too, but we were hanging out in the green room, and he came in and just wanted to shoot the shit and talk about Howard Stern. It was amazing. But to be fair, I think there are two very, very different guys. I think uh, – my humor and all that, what I liked in, in comedy, I, I lean more toward like a Letterman than a polished uh, comic like Leno. But fuck, you, you got to give it to Leno. His monologues are absolutely amazing every night. And Letterman was more of a goofball, which I like. I, I'm more into the goofball crap. But as far as like personally, oh, my God, Leno was like – he gave the personal touch before he went on his show. He comes into the green room. We're shooting the shit. He knew a lot about us, and he wanted to talk about Howard Stern and some inside stories because of uh, what he was going through with Howard. And Letterman, I mean, the first time we saw him was he came all the way to the uh, the curtain during commercial break and said, hi, I'm Dave, and introduced himself. And then a mere uh, two minutes later, we were on stage with David Letterman. That was crazy. And then as soon as it was over, we never saw Letterman again. But Leno would walk in the hallways afterwards. He's like, ah, oh, that was really good, you know? And then he was talking about – it was right around the uh, Christmas break. So he's like, enjoy your holidays and blah, blah, blah. We'll see you again, he pretty much said. I don't know exactly how he said it. And then you fast forward. He comes on the radio and everything. The guy was so down to earth and so fucking cool. And uh, he's a comics comic. I know that, I know that phrase has been said uh, a lot, but he really – really loves stand-up and really, really respects all the comedians that are attempting to to do uh, stand-up comedy. What do you mean, bye? Oh, because my uh, my battery power? Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, if you gave me a few bucks, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. I got to buy a new laptop. I got to buy a new laptop. I got to uh, fix the AC in my uh, my car, my truck. I got to fix the AC in this room up here. We had a brownout out here, and it took out all my appliances. I got to fix the stove. I got to uh, find someone that knows how to put a thermocouple in. I have to fix my screen doors because when Doggy came home last summer, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing, and he was running through screen doors, so I got to get that fixed as well. Um, what else? Oh, uh I think that's it. It's always something. Whatever. We all know it's always something. <laughs> Is that a serious laptop? 
Yeah, Wayne Boo Atkins. He's calling a later pod squad, so I got to go later. It's two percent. Bye, guys. We'll uh, we'll 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 talk either later or tomorrow. All right. Boo 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 bo